This is why I use the round brush, like I said. For consistency? Uh-huh. Very good. Yeah. You can't have it wavy in some places and not in others. That well, looks silly. You know, people spend a lot of time in the 80s to do that, you know, to have that combination action going on. With the, with the crimping iron thing? Totally, with the Kentucky waterfalls and stuff. <laughs> Is that what they're called? The Claw! <laughs> the most Ooh. 80s music video there is is by Heart mm. and Never. Is that the song Never? Never. You've got to watch never, it. Never, never walk away. She does like never high walk away. She does high kicks. Oh. It's bad, and they all look like super... How is that bad? You're talking about Heart doing high kicks. What is it, what's it, Nagal? Is that the... The you, artist, you're thinking the, of a, um, oh, you, you, you have some of his stuff. What's he yeah, called? it's not Nagal, it's um, Nagel. Yeah, yeah, it's not Nagal, it's Nagel. It is though. I'm gonna say it. That's his name. He did the like super. You guys said the same goddamn name. Nagal and Nagel. Are, <laughs> Speaking wait, wait, wait. of, I'm sorry. Are we talking about John splitting hairs in regards to word pronunciation? Really? <laughs> no. Oh, are you that person? Oh, John is that person. I'm not this person right now, though, so I don't know why you're besmirching my name. Anyway. Point of the matter being that, yes, we agree on the artist and on the stylings. And as a child of the 80s, I have a, I have a different weak spot for it. not going to lie. You need to watch that video again. I'll watch it. Maybe after, after we record this, we have to watch that heart video. You I'm should put a link to it heart. on the... Uh the post. I felt this. so bad for. Is it Ann Wilson is the lead singer, and they always, because of her weight, kept on pushing her away. Who did? The music industry. Whenever was they like all of Ann's is going to be close ups. Yep. It, get it, Nancy yep. in. Get those tits out. Yeah, every do some high kicks. They will. They'll focus more on her sister and her guitar work, and can do wide shots of her. But with Ann, uh, because she would, her, her weight fluctuated a great deal during the eighties, and if she happened to be big while they were shooting a video, they would make sure they shot her as little as possible during the video. Nancy's the one that married Cameron Crowe. Is that correct? Yes, the guitarist. Yeah. yeah. She's a fucking great guitarist. God too. damn yeah, right yeah. she is. Holy fuck! I still get excited about hard guitar solos. Yeah. I watched uh, one of the. I think it was back in the seventies. One of their early videos, a live. I think it was Dreamboat Annie. Is that the song mm-hmm. where it starts out with just her playing? It was really good. My favorite hard album is probably Brigade, though, because that has a couple of my favorite songs on it. I think the only one I remember is Bad Animals. And that's just because my parents played it out when I was younger. I love the shit out of some heart. Oh my god, it's so good, so so. Good. <gasps> they're coming. They're coming to Dallas. What? I think this summer there's a reunion tour. We should probably go. I was I've joking to Jimmy, like we need to go, but I'm thinking now we actually do really need to go. <laughs> well, yeah, it's fucking heart. I, if, if I've seen goddamn Fleetwood Mac, I'm going to see fucking heart. <laughs> they were here recently, weren't they? Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac? Uh, I saw them in Little Rock a couple years ago. I saw Fleetwood Mac, and I'm never going back again. Honestly, their live show. Nobody. I, I got to see. No, one I, of the I, yeah. God damn it! I, I got to see I, one I of the verified the, like they're all the on stage together thing. Fleetwood Mac joke I have. I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I just came up with that just I, now. I, I, I got I totally it. missed the joke altogether. Yep, actually, okay. yeah, yeah, it went like a free frisbee right over Oting. It did. But I, I was I was really thinking it was going to go differently than that. All I know is it was one of the few shows apparently they'd ever played since like the sixties where they were actually all on stage together. So that was enjoyable. But then they got in fights because they were all banging each other. Um, no, they, I think they're too old to bang. I'm not coming. I'm not coming to the show. I'm not coming right now, so I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? That one Hey-o. was better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, 
Well, hello there. We have another uh, episode of Secretly Timid just for you. Guy on the toilet. Careful with that. I almost dropped my phone. It scared oh. me. I'm, I'm <gasps> going to own this phone soon. I almost oh dropped the phone. Oh Spilled what the do you coffee mean? on You'll- it. What do you mean by that? I have the option of trading it in for a new one, or there's like, oh, we could make six more payments of $33 and own it. And I'm like, fuck that shit. I like this phone. I'm going to own it. And then my payments will go down because hmm. I won't be leasing. Wait, so you didn't get a new phone? Nope. You just continued the lease on the one you have? I'm going to, it's like, it's turning into a lease to own sort of a deal. I didn't realize that they, that they rented phones. I thought you just had to buy it. Your phone no. costs, in general, far more than you ever yeah. want to spend on a single electronic device. Oh, absolutely. That's why I go on eBay. And that same same here. I go to Swappa.com, where you can get make sure they're not iMay I hacked or whatever, and um, purchase a phone that's a couple of years old for two or 300 bucks, and at least own it outright, then use a plan that lets you go to the plan with your phone. It makes a lot more. And you can get rid of the shitty fucking um, bloatware they typically load the things with. Hmm. Yeah, I got a lot of that on there, I think. Yeah, but it's an Android thing. Uh, iPhones aren't as bad about it sometimes. I got some shit on there that I can't take off, like some kind of health app. Yeah. Health, who needs that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially me, right? Right. <laughs> Come on. Uh, do we have a featured song of the week? We do. It is Dynamite by Anya Marina, one of my favorite singer-songwriters. <laughs> and uh, she has a comedy series out on YouTube called Independent Woman that won a bunch of awards that you should watch. Oh. But this is a song. It's a singer-songwriter, but she's also an actress. For one of the movies that she was she was in, oh, fuck, I forget what 90s movie it was, or maybe an early 2000 movie, but she, uh, her character had, what's that disease where you pull out all of your hair? Trichotillomania. So she, she shaved her eyebrows for the role. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm right. impressed that you could casually rattle off that disorder. That was nice. Well... I'm a therapist. Well, still, I, I, that's still impressive. Thanks. Thank you. I will take it. I will take that. And I will put that feather in my cap. There you go. Amongst all the rest of them. <sighs> so many feathers. Mm-hmm. We were just talking. Who was I talking to? About feathers? Yeah. Something about, um, I was the engineer. We, we went to lunch uh, yesterday. Something about, um, we, saw some, <laughs> we saw some guy walking down, of course, Cedar Springs. And I thought I saw him do this wrist action thing. And first I thought it was a a nunchuck or a nunchucker or whatever you call it. I I felt like you were going to crack me, so I just (laughs) went ahead and did that. I I was not going to do it. Um, But uh, it turns out it was actually a a fan like the ladies use, you know, Mm -hmm. like uh, and Lindsey Graham also. And he was just like the walking sh- down the street, opening and closing the fan with this very fluid wrist action. Wrist action. Except it was like 30 degrees outside and he was going like this and then he would close the fan and then he would do it again. And uh, then there was a conversation that we had about uh, pimps and uh, peacock feathers and hats. The end. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so that's all. Thank you for that fan update. Oh, well, thank you for listening to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never know where my stories are going to go when I start them. Usually the answer is nowhere. So, uh, you want to do a new format, is that correct? Yes, so introduce us, then we'll do hot topics and we'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Um, but we do the, the week thing after we introduce Right. Yeah, we can okay. basically we can just combine the, the topics. Okay. And the, all right, all right, cool. It's, yeah, no yeah. more segmentation. 
but we're not going to do the bumper also? We're going to do the bumper. Okay, after I'm you, sorry. After you introduce all of I'm us just so excited. Listeners. I just don't even know how this is going to work. Uh, so, it's me. It's Megs. Um, You're doing a really good job. Thank you. <laughs> I've been practicing. Uh, I'm here with Otieno. Hi. And John. Hello. And special return guest, Nizu. Hi. Did you say it correctly? Yes. You guys yeah. are great, actually. Uh, we, we're on it today. <laughs> we're, uh, we're so glad to have you back. You are such a delight. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Oh, gracious. You're welcome. <laughs> so then, how does this work? Say, say something like, I don't know. Trick of Mania? Something like that. <laughs> Let's like, now we're going to get into some hot topics. Is that what slash, I Slash, I don't know. I think we're going to do get... something to introduce the bumper. Oh, oh yeah. We're going to so, get crazy. So we're going to reformat this business and uh, we're going to start with the heart, hot topic, the heart topic. The bumper. hard topics. Because that's because we're, we're just going to do this topic. We're just going to do know, the topic. This is going to be fun. Talk about like what happened yeah. to yeah. you. Yeah. And okay. Everything. Let's. All right. Do it. All right. Pick somebody. So, okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's do guest first then. Uh, Nezu. Hey. I'm going to throw you into this unexplored territory. You know what do you want to talk about? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Tell us about uh, your week and your hot topic or whatever whatever the fuck. Honestly, I'm a good pick for this because the most interesting that happened to me this week also, I guess, coincides with the news and media, Okay, which is, so I like to describe my workplace, the lab, that the computer lab that I work in, uh, I like to describe it as fidget spinners and Migos. That's the environment that I work in every day. That, that's the... Amigas? Migos. What's Amigo? It's a, it's a male, it's the male version of the Amigas. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Do you say Amigo, like A-M-I-G-O? Uh, M-I-G-O-S. Okay. okay, I don't know what Offset that is. I don't know what group. that is. Either way. Uh, it I is... knew what she was talking about. Thank you. What, what, what is, is it? It's a, they're, they're a hip-hop group for Negroes. What? Ooh. <laughs> Are you I'm serious? being silly. They're, they're a rap group, guys. Me, really? Migos are a rap group. Yes. Offset is currently dating... Um, Who's that now? Uh, I'm not sure they're dating. Well, anymore. no, sorry. They, they, they got married. They, they separated because he was cheating on her, and they got back together again. Oh, uh, like Cardi the Kardashians. Cardi B. Cardi B. Whoa, oh. Cardi B, not the Kardashians. Let's not mention their name on this podcast. No, but the Kardashian, there was the like a thing, we, something that happened with them this week that everybody's talking about. Is Offset we, a printer? <laughs> a, Cardi Offset B will be a printer setting. <laughs> B, Offset in this case is the name of one of the people in the group. And C, can we like just seriously like never ever talk about the Kardashians I'm doing again? my best. Because it's Cardi B, not a Kardashian at all. But either way, I do like to describe my workplace as Migos and fidget spinners, which could be worse because I knew someone that worked in a lab uh, developing for Verizon, and she described that environment as... Uh, Migos fidget spinners and uh, vape pens. Ouch. This sounds like a horrible place. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like Hot Topic, you know, in a nice new mall. Well, I mean, Verizon is where Ajit Pai came from. Hot Topic and Journeys combined. <sighs> and actually, I know a lot of horror stories like at a company party, a receptionist got pushed in a pool. Oh. 
uh, while my friends worked there. Just one bro just knocked her into a pool at a company party. Wow. So Verizon is tray hostile. I'm not surprised. We've had to deal with them as well at work. She should sue. Yeah, like it's it's so weird when you get into these environments, you feel like you should be happy to be there, and then like you pick your battles, and then it becomes this tumbling. My my environment is not hostile. My environment is not hostile. I've definitely worked in hostile environments, but but either way, something that happened at work this week is the Joe Rogan uh, podcast. Um, oh yeah, uh, he's problematic. Alex yeah, accurately. Sometimes I agree with him on some things, that's and a, other things I'm like, oh, That's a euphemism, God. right? Heather has heard me say this a number of times, so I'll say it again. To call Joe Rogan a whore would be, a, w- w- is honestly insulting to sex workers. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't understand. Insofar as the man will literally do or say anything, h- hold counsel with anyone for the yeah, sake of Yeah, didn't he have Alex Jones on this week? Yeah, th- yeah. This is what happened. Like, why is he yeah. giving that Is that where this is going? Oh, is good. Going. I can't wait for is this. That, so we have a meme group chat, because uh, this is how software developers socialize. Um, and so someone just dropped this interview into the group chat and forced us all to confront it together and then live riffed it. And so... What's there- a live rift? Uh, oh, it riff. Yeah. You're doing it in real time. Yes. Go on. And so, <laughs> and so I, I had... That was a computer thing. No, no, no. But I, but I had a work day where essentially it was like, this is what we're doing now. Like, this is, we're all going to stop what we're doing and collectively the computer lab is just going to, you know... Discuss Joe Rogan and fucking Alex Jones. Yeah. And, so, and, and okay, so management doesn't object to this because they're part of the... This is the crazy. Group so chat? maybe they didn't know. So people have debated, and, and the word of "have I made it" uh, has been discussed. Potentially, if making it is that nobody watches me ever, like I definitely can do. That's a really good point, actually. Oh, it just means you work for the government, <laughs> or, or you. Well, even within my own company. I get to basically like, oh, you have these tasks. You have until so and so to complete these tasks, and that's it. Yeah, get through I the I work queue. from home. Yep. I'm like listening, watching YouTube videos, watching game commentary, whatever. But as long as my work gets done, no one gives a fuck. Meanwhile, down the hall, there are people that you have two half an hour breaks you can take throughout the day. We will time your breaks. We will time your phone interactions. We will. Everybody's computer, everybody's workstations are watched loosely, mm-hmm. but literally their supervisors have a screen at their desk that is all of their subordinate screens. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Oh, so oh. It depends on the degree that's, to when she says, when you're not watched anymore, I totally get it. Yeah, nuts that to that. Sense. No way. Well, that's the way it is. You've for made some, it. For some drones out there. <sighs> Do you know what I, what's interesting about Alex Jones on Joe Rogan's podcast, because Alex Jones is being sued right now. Yes. Oh, just by one? By a number of one, people. So lawsuit. Joe Rogan, I know he probably didn't mean to do this, but by giving Alex Jones a platform, he could actually be um, fucking Alex Jones later because every, every, anything he says is literally on the record. And yeah. I'm sure that those that are suing him can use whatever. So I don't condone, like if, and everyone has an opinion on this. One of my coworkers, one of the software developers, literally called Joe Rogan a modern day Himmler for giving uh, a... Uh, Pick um, one. <laughs> he has a list of unsavory motherfuckers he wants truck with. Exactly. So. No, accurate. Yeah. Is that so, so when a moderate right media um, pillar gives an audience to a far-right conspiracy theorist 
essentially it validates. You mm-hmm. are joining the fan base and you are you're validating it. And essentially like you're bringing it closer to the center and yeah, you're telling people yes, it's more palatable. The the Overton window. Mm, exactly. Uh, yeah, like you are you are centering everything to the farther right by having a dis- discussion with a uh, you know essentially like a, a street person conspiracy theorist like and it's so dangerous like so for those of us that are very literate in physics and computer science and media studies and psychology like essentially those of us that have professionally nerded for a long time and we can really stare into the uncanny valley of media content and we feel comfortable being like, well, this is true, or this is not true. Uh, and this is where I consider myself. Like, I am literate in enough things to where I do not feel easy to dupe. I don't. Like, it is very difficult, and I'm slow to respond to things. I like to describe myself as someone who reads the book when other people click the clickbait, skim the clickbait. Uh, and so I am difficult to dupe. But I'm sitting there watching... <laughs> The costume of Alex Jones, he's sitting there in a NASA shirt, and when he speaks, it's composite. It's composite uh, truth, it's composite science, and it's composite wackadoodle batshit. Mm-hmm. He is basically the entirety of 4chan slash Paul in a human suit. Yeah, it's it's basically all of the wackiest, weirdest parts of the internet comment streams that manage to somehow form the occasional cohesive thought that you can source on Wikipedia or some other slightly more scholarly internet aspect. But a lot of it is just you know, well, my cousin's uncle's mother's whatever used to work for a guy who was dating this person who saw this one thing that, and so it must be real. Yeah, shit. and so this is one of those things where I ask people as they're forming their own opinions to kind of. Occam's razor things and to kind of if the logic starts looking like a Rube Goldberg machine tap thy brakes slow down like do not go sprinting into a direction based on a few bits of data and so you can actually witness Alex Jones just tumble and tumble and tumble and tumble and tumble and I have absolutely met people who unironically uh, listened to him for news. I mean, the president of the United States called mm-hmm. in and thanked him for his vigilance. Oh, he's not a person. <laughs> Gracious. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I do not think that we should be giving a platform. Like, some people think, like, well, you need to see all of the diversity of opinions we should be pinging these Richard Spencers. We should be pinging these um, these Alex Joneses. And, I don't know, less is more. Yeah, and also, I don't think we should be listening to Alex Jones because his opinion isn't a real opinion. I don't think he really believes any of the stuff. I think he's just trying to Like a chaos bean? Yeah. yeah. Like that he's just trying It'd be one to thing like, like throw if, a wrench into everything and burn everything to the ground? Like, if there's a Republican that legitimately believes conservative thought... Um, like you can debate 
somebody like that. Yeah. I don't think Alex Jones is an honest broker in that. He's just trying to be, uh, you know. Do you think he gets to a point like the rest of us? Well, I won't say. I, I, <laughs> like Ann Coulter. <laughs> Ann Coulter's not up. an honest broker. Um, get to the point where he doesn't know where the line is between what he believes and nope. what he's... No, I think he knows what he's doing because when he was in that custody battle, not custody battle, but that, uh, was it the divorce that he had recently it was some kind of divorce in court, but he's basically saying when all of his money was on the line, he was basically saying, no, I'm, uh, this is an act. Yeah. Like well, see, he flat out said it. He knows what he's doing. That uh, Ann Coulter knows that if she says the most awful things, like all hate crimes are a hoax, she's going to get attention. Yeah, I don't think that she probably really believes that. I think it's all about business to them I and think, they have no, like just, I mean, just morally bankrupt people. I think that monetizing, Chaos. Being yeah, monetizing chaos, monetizing being as hurtful and hateful. They're as taking advantage possible. of their audience. You shouldn't be able to make a business on this, and we shouldn't be humoring it in a civil society. Essentially, I'm like shut that down. Like essentially, we should be. Well, he will be shut down soon because of the court that's going you think on right so, now. Really? Oh yeah, because I mean, they're suing him, but for uh, defamation I, I, and lying because they said that you know they're trying to say what what. What elementary school was that in Connecticut? Sandy Hook. Yeah. You know, because he was telling his listeners that that was all a hoax. Yeah. Those are all, what are they called? Like tra- tragedy actors or something? Yeah, like a false Like it's flag. bullshit. Yeah. And they're saying that, you know, since you know what you're saying is a lie, I'm going to take you for every fucking time that you have. Well, because real harm. Yeah. No, they, they're proving real harm because he's sending his acolytes over to, you know, harass these people. Yeah. Do do people like that, I guess my question from before was, uh, do people like that have a set of beliefs? And if they do, do they like know Alex how to recognize Jones? what they actually are? Like Alex Jones or like, Alex Do you Jones think he followers? says to himself in the, in the, on the toilet, like... Uh, you know, I'm going to say this bullshit today, and I know it's not true, but it's going to be inflammatory. But what I really think is true is this. Or is it just like, not even thinking about what I think is true, just saying. What I hope, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no problem. What I hope is that they get caught up in the moment, and they don't think. Maybe I'm giving them more humanity they actually do. Because if they're planning this shit out. Because it would make them less terrible? Yeah. See, this is why, so a game that I want to start trending and what I'm going to start asking people as the elections come up is to put their cards on the table and tell me, who do you wait for in media to comment before you comment? Like, who is your compass? And because everyone has a kind of center. Everyone has someone that they otaku someone that they look towards, someone whose opinion they respect. Like, everyone has, like, a little cluster of media center that they orient themselves from. Like, that feeds them before they feed others. And I would be really curious to hear, like, because, of course, we all get our news from the ambiance, you know? We all live in, like, a background radiation of noise and ambient internet. But, like... Do not you guys have people that you really like look forward to hearing from as a kind of this person has a research team that I trust, this person is slow to speak, this person affects my views in kind of like a general high ratio kind of way? 
Uh, I never really thought of it. I can't think of one person that I, when I hear something, mm-hmm. uh, I immediately go to that person's site or... I thought of somebody. Whatever. What were you going to say? I said Rachel, Rachel Maddow first, mm-hmm. and then my devil on my shoulder is the rude pundit. Like, whenever anything happens on Twitter, I'll be like, what is a rude pundit saying about this? Because I'm sure it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I definitely... I see it through a different lens because I, I do something similar, and I can tell you who I acknowledge but even then it's not a matter of i seek quorum i don't seek absolute yeah um but also i understand that there is a strong role of confirmation bias in that seeking where when you listen to someone else and you hear what they have to say some part of your brain is actively looking for the thing for them to figure out some fancy intellectual or well thought out way to say what it is that you're feeling. And that's not a bad thing because again, I'm a firm believer that humans as a species place more stock in narrative than they do in fact. So it's not a problem to seek narratives that conform to what you believe in, but it is a problem when you have a whole bunch of them in your head that either a don't really intersect with actual actual fact at all or B, they contradict each other openly in a fashion that makes you descend into a god-awful spiral of cognitive dissonance. Um, so this is not to say that I, I, I eschew fact or don't particularly care for it or think it's worthless, but I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that our brains don't work that way mm. and that to be able to criticize your own thinking and the thinking of others along those lines is important as opposed to saying you know, well, you're not relying upon facts. Well, neither are you. <laughs> Let's work together and try to figure that out. That's a side point. But overall, I, I would say, yeah, um, there are a couple of folk like uh, Dr. Tressy McMillan Cottom, like uh, Sandy Darity, like uh, whom else? I've forgotten their name, but they go by Prison Culture on the Twitters. Bree Newsom. Mm. Um, uh, there's also a uh, um, black disabled activist that listen to a great deal because, to, in, in in my mind, if the people that I listen to, or um, what John Fuglesang or David Fuglesang. Oh, John Fuglesang, yeah. yeah. If you listen to only people that have an experience that is identical to yours, that's mm-hmm. when it gets to be problematic because how else can you begin? I mean, Yes, you can. Sorry, go ahead. See, that's why. So my compass, my center, uh, I prioritize people that funnel just tons of people through their shows constantly. My center Mm. is Brefix Club and Late Show Stephen Colbert. Mm. And that's as that is as mainstream media as I could possibly imagine. But both Mm. of these. What uh, is Breakfast Club? I haven't heard some movies and it's a movie. In I know that movie, but is it a podcast? Because I want to, I want to listen. You can't access it via podcast form. Yeah, it's a morning show in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh, it's essentially Charlemagne the God and DJ. Andy. Oh, okay, I've heard that name before. Yeah, yeah, but they funnel just oodles of human beings through their show constantly. They have to be very diplomatic. They are not. In the um, 
market of scandal. They're in the market of self-promotion. You go on the late show to promote, Mm -hmm. and everything is very diplomatic and polite. You go on the Brefix Club to promote. Like, even when someone says something crazy, like on either of these shows, they're given kind of a gentleness and the benefit of the doubt. I really like how, like I said, like and, and then both of these shows have vast, vast networks of uh, um, research teams mm-hmm. uh, behind them that are salaried. And so, and so they know the consequences of releasing uh, information too quickly, and so they are one of the slowest people and the most deliberate people to release information. And so I kind of wait for them, because I want to be slow and deliberate whenever I... Ha- I not actually, I'm not a hot-take person. I am not a hot take person. I am a. I wait for. You're a deep take person. A slow take. <laughs> You're like a lover with a slow deep hand. And slow. <laughs> now, now that you guys have me thinking about this, I'm. I think mine used to be Mr. Wizard, but he's no longer with us. Sad, and so sad, since yeah. he wait, died, wait, what? Mr. Wizard died? Oh yeah, well, a long time ago. He was old back when he was doing the show. Yeah, really? Yeah. And yeah, so since then, I've just <gasps> been kind of. Drifting. I'm getting him confused with the other. Bill uh, Nye, kids, yeah, Bill Nye. No, this is Do you know who, this, this is Wizard. the Canadian guy who I've started. I know Mr. Wizard. I've started listening to or watching Nicole Wallace's show on MSNBC. She's hmm. somebody. She's a. For, I think I don't know if she's still a Republican, but she's definitely used to be a lot more conservative than she is now. She's yeah. one of those people that are very uh, critical of of the Trump administration. And so sometimes when I'm watching her, I'm like, she's somebody that's on the inside because she worked for the Bush administration yeah. back in the day. And people are four-dimensional. They slosh yeah. and they change their, you know, with with more information and with more moving around and the ability to see each other. Like, people change their mm. points of view. Van Jones at CPAC. Oh, Lord. That was a mistake. Ooh. Do you know who else made a mistake this week was... What's his the uh, CEO Biden? Of my oh, <laughs> oh no, that guy's a monster. No, did you hear what Biden did? Um, I vaguely recollect this. Uh, he me. he said that Mike Pence is was a it? decent guy, wow. and all of yeah. gay Twitter was like, <gasps> <laughs> "There's a gay Twitter." Oh God, we were just like, "There, there like goes our, there goes the gay dwell? vote." Just <sighs> honestly, Biden. Biden is actually the only person running. Or might run. Might that, run. I think it's, that, it's just named really recognition. That, I, that right? I'm like, that just goes straight out one ear and then, yeah. no, no, just the, yeah. Biden is my anyone but Biden. Yeah. As like, much as I am adjacent to a lot of Bernie stuff and was a, a Bernie guy back in I would in, take in Bernie over Biden any day. Well, yeah, I would. But my personal new thing is no old white dudes 2020. Yeah. I would prefer that. That's, that's my, I mean, I, I recognize that's going to be just categorically moving a bunch of folks, but I, we need... A different perspective. We're going to have to cut that down for the t-shirt. It's going to oh. have to be... We're going to have to come up with an acronym. No old white dudes 2020? Okay. Well, that's what I think. That's why I think... I think... An old white rich man would look at another old right, white rich man and see a little bit of themselves in them, yeah. even though it's Mike fucking Pence, and say, oh, he's a decent guy. Yeah. yeah. I certainly would. <laughs> he was an old rich white dude. Like mm-hmm. he's a little bit like me. I'm decent, so therefore he has to be. All decent you have to do too. is believe, Otieno. Oh, fucking. Hell. You just have to want it. That's what America I has just have taught to me. Want to be an old white dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the message that America tells uh, us. That, Believe that, that, it. That hurts in a very deep. When is way. Beto gonna announce? Like I'm getting tired. Like shit. I thought he already said he's not gonna do it. He's thinking about it. I thought he so. keeps on thinking about. it. He's like, I'll let you know by the end of February. I mean, honestly, like, honestly, it's March second now. I have I have a lot more respect for somebody who is taking their time with making a, a decision of that monumental scale than immediately caving to their ego and saying, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." I, I think I, he's I just edging us. Yeah, though. I don't feel like you need to. You can, John, I think you just want Beto to edge you, which is fine. I just want you to I just want to is, that a, is that a sex thing? Uh, I, yes. I feel like... Edging is uh, amazing. Ooh, I can't way. wait to hear about that. <laughs> I, I feel like you, you don't necessarily need to say, hey, you guys, I'm thinking about doing something. Yeah, Hold Sam your britches. Just, well, like, just, that is just think about it, and you don't need to tell me that you're... Oh, okay. I'm That's when you, d- you delay climax, like sometimes for days. Get those, oh, that's get those, stupid. Get those balls built up. No, that's, that's, <laughs> it's like have you ever done a multi-day aging? Uh, edging, really? Yeah, but not Ooh. not out of choice. This is some like I'll I'll be uh, that sounds painful. I'll be edging, and then there's a knock on the door, and then like yeah, fuck, and you got to stop, different. and you forget. This is some that's Gordon different. Sumner level tantric shit. Yeah, right? uh, who's Gordon Sumner? Sting, Sting. Oh, uh, he does like. Who's Gordon Sumner? Sumner. Is it Sumner? He, yeah, he okay, he does you. the tantric sex thing. Oh, I know. Him and mom get down, yo. Oof. I don't know. I don't I time him. for that. I hate Sting. No time for that. Why? I hate him. Why do you hate Sting? I didn't like the Have police. Have you not seen Dune? Huh? Have you not seen Dune? Oh, man, I guess that, I haven't. That film does not hold up, I'll tell oh, you. Do you remember man. that horrible song, that Desert Rose song? Oh, my God. I wanted to just kill oh, myself. Horrible. I bought the, 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 oh, I hate I was about it. To I say like that song. You're not a fan of yodeling? No. <laughs> it's not yodeling. It's Middle Eastern. Oh, whatever. Point of the being, I like that song and I like that album. The video sucked, though. The video is a long car commercial. Is that, a, is that cultural appropriation? I feel like maybe arguably that's not yes, a... but no, but yes, but no, but yes. But he wasn't one yodel. Like he had he had a, yeah, a no, somebody else doing it. It's called Rai, R A I. It's a Middle Eastern. Uh, 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 well, I think it's a Middle Eastern. It's it's an Arabic slash Islamic expert. Uh, um, um, uh, basically, professing originally it was professing your. Your love for uh, for Allah, but it became professing your love for like uh, you're making some me uncomfortable. Sexy lady. <laughs> for adult contemporary pop, pretty much. It's basically like um, Arabic R and B type, like you know, crooner stuff. Uh, so what I, I I what is the what's the what came of this whole like oh. conversation that. All we got very distracted Alex Jones. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is what I was talking about. We're circumstantial, not tangential. There's a difference. <laughs> sure. Oh, gosh. No, it, it devolved. Like, it was it was a low point of the week. It devolved into whether or not it was ethical to punch Nazis, and that's what the conversation <laughs> Yes. Oh, the answer's always yes. Yeah. Like, yep. I, I got to post that, uh, what is it? The Just Can't Get Enough. Um, what is it? What band is that? Meat it's band? Depeche what? Mode. Depeche Mode. Thank you. All right. You're Fuck welcome. Yes. That is very Thanks. firmly in Megan's wheelhouse. So. <laughs> yeah, I got but it. Yeah, but I got to to you know like my my Saint Mark's bro, Richard Spencer. Did I mean, you, as long as, as you're from, willing, he's from an all boys Catholic yeah, school in you, Plano. I, no, we just Richard Spencer is. Yeah, he's. I didn't know he's he was from this. Saint Mark's. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Wait, totally. no, I did. No, they denounced I him. I yeah. think at some yeah. point. It took a little while. What's though. the girl's one called? Uh, not Cistercian. Um, Ursuline. Yes. Mm. Yes. Ursuline yep. Academy, uh, which also has a problematic racist past. 
which was welcome I mean, to every yeah, single large know, scale old institution. It was in the a, it was States. a recent. Uh, they're they're all white topic. flight schools, all of them. Like every pretty much one every yeah, pretty much every single private school in the U.S. is a white flight private school. Like <laughs> yeah, like integration started, and then they're like, well, what are we going to do with our children? Yeah. <laughs> Keep so, them away yeah. from the Think about the children. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well. So yeah, uh, I can go on for days about how terrible Joe Rogan is or how terrible terrible Alex Jones is, but there are still plenty of folk that will be like, but Joe Rogan just says it how it is. Mm. Joe Rogan just gives people a platform to speak. So, you know, to kind of caveat off of your hot topic, because I kind of had a half-formed one, I have a bunch of half-formed ideas this week. Um, And in relation to a conversation with the engineer today at brunch, um, just the idea that, like, how... Our free speech society is both because almost no society in the planet has that setup where literally anyone can say anything. Um, even our mother Britain has um, libel and slander laws that are considerably tighter than the ones we have in regards to what you can or can't say against someone. Um, and I'm not going to say that it's not great in some ways that we can say the things that we can say and how we can say them. My father used to joke that, yeah, it's great, because that way when you can say whatever you want to say when you want to say it, all that means is the government now knows, oh, he's one of those. <laughs> um, to that, which has a great deal about his point of view and the, 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 the generation he was raised in and so on. Um, but also the idea that if you look at it from a biological point of view as far as like pure information and information that is successful and information that is unsuccessful and information as currency to render life or end life. Um, you know, there's the strand of DNA that's for, you know, your individual nucleotides and amino acids you need to, you need to form skin, hair, teeth, whatever. And there's the same things that can be used to form various neurotoxins or various things that, you know, perforate cell membranes or whatever else. So then you get into things like prions, which... The biologists will debate for years whether or not they're alive or not. All it is is basically a single strand of RNA attached to a protein coat whose sole purpose is to infiltrate a cell and get to make more prions. That's all it does is replicate. Mm. And that's the cause of, among other things, mad cow disease, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Kreutzfeldt-Jacobs disorder. And it's also that's, – that, that's literally – it doesn't do anything else but just – make more of itself to the point where it's arguably an unsuccessful parasite slash predator because it almost immediately, when it replicates freely, kills its host. And that's the kind of... When is Alex hmm. Jones's show going to kill its host? This is my... Well, <laughs> this is... Thank you, Megan, for getting to the... For, for slicing straight to the quick on You're it. welcome. I was listening. Yeah. And it, it's a matter of... Look how well I'm listening. You are. That's what I think when I do therapy sometimes. We have all this data running around out here, which is fine. People are encouraged to spew the data, which is fine. But because of the educational basis of this country being incredibly lax in regards to actually giving people adequate grounds by which to make their arguments... I mean, be it on matters of slavery or women's rights or civil rights or um, uh, disabled uh, f- folks' rights or just basically anybody who's not a cishet, Protestant-adjacent white male, when, the, when histories are told in a fashion that highlights that category to the exclusion of all others and we don't interrogate the fact that that is the way history is taught in this country. Um, and we then expect people to be able to formulate rational opinions in a field of political discussion or whatever else. And we continually elevate folk that 
exhibit opinions that are demonstrably false, batshit crazy, or harmful, and don't censure them in any way. And let me be clear, I, I recognize that I'm abutting something very dangerous. I'm abutting the idea of some kind of state-sponsored control of what kinds of things you can and cannot say. And I'm deeply uncomfortable with the fact that I'm very, very close to it. And I'm not sure what it is that I'm actually suggesting that we should be doing. You're edging it. <laughs> Nicely done, Megan. <laughs> Two for one. Right. That's actually three for you today. You're on a fucking roll. I know, man. I... But um, so and, and to be clear, I'm not advocating the idea. Of, uh, hmm. I am pseudo-advocating it, but I'm not sure what form it would take and or which people and or the degree of information they would have in formulating that policy. But I think there should be some consideration done in regards to formulation of some kind of a policy that is able to clearly state, oh, look, this is trash data. This serves no functional purpose except for these kind of outcomes. Well, what we could do, rather than say you cannot speak this speech – what we could do is kind of like how we la- have to label whether something is GMO or not. We could pass legislation saying you must cite sources. Mm-hmm. Where did that, you get this that's from? That's beautiful. That's excellent and, and addresses my issue because I'm deeply uncomfortable even saying something like that yeah. in a public forum. But because it's scary as fuck. It's totalitarian wacky shit. I don't, think, I don't shit. think that would work, though, because we're in the, quote, fake news era where the people just say that's fake news. And that's the problem with fake news is that that term encompasses Everything. so much. Oh, that term yeah, encompasses yeah, I heard a little things bit that are propaganda. Yeah. It encompasses things that are just clickbait, rage bait type stuff. Or it encompasses they, things that are use that if it's cool something that they don't agree with. Exactly. That, the lack you know, of even though that's completely accurate, mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, therefore it is fake news. Exactly. You see Trump say that all the time. They have a fucking check right in front of their faces that has his John Hancock yeah. right there, and they'll say fake news that and does it, not it exist. It divests anything and everything from that, from, from, from that thing being a rational entry into the argument. Yeah. Additionally, so, though, it also requires that, that that reader, that listener, viewer, or whatever, is then going to follow that information trail back to because when I was in college I made up all sorts of citations that weren't even real things but this really? is my point this is my point yeah. though is oh, the, I really? did really well yeah you get tired you get really oh tired. my god but, I never did that I would be too afraid to get caught but this gets back into the other thing we were talking about i.e. people value narratives over fact if you have a written paper that tells a tale if you are um, in the midst of an argument when somebody tosses up you know Trump's fucking check or whatever else that is, despite the fa- despite the lack of fact in regards to supporting one's argument for whatever academic thing, or the clear fact stating this is a reality that conflicts with your worldview, the narrative has power over the fact. As long as we continue to assume that humans will listen to fact over narrative and don't understand that we have crafted a narrative that makes it easy for people to not believe women, mm-hmm. not believe people of color, not believe disabled folk, not believe any of them because they're not the heroes that we laud in our films and media, mm. then we're creating a trap that's very difficult to escape from without changing the narrative. Yeah, yeah. I forget who it was on Twitter. They just pointed out CPAC right now is going on this weekend. Ugh. And um, they just pointed out the fact that there is a room full of privileged white wealthy people that have somehow that been convinced mm-hmm. that they're the victims yep. and they're the minority power even though they literally have control the everything <laughs> and, and, and that but they're still convinced that they're but somehow they're, victims their barometer is calibrated to 
this particular narrative, and they believe that that's the way it's always. I mean, they're right. And then the first the one's see, uh, see all triggered and snowflake at people when they are the most triggered and most snowflakeians of any snowflakes Honestly, that ever snowflake. Mal- malappropriation of language. The fact that people create language to describe what they are going through. And then the second you loose new language to describe your experience, someone uses it ironically, like within 10 minutes. The SJW trap. Yeah. The entire, like, you're a social justice warrior, or the idea that literally the GOP and or conservatives are using identity politics in this weirdo, reverse judo, weaponized kind of way, when in reality, that's just a a further continuation of the white default. Malappropriation, Mm. using language ironically and wrongly to mock your opponent Mm -hmm. like robs new language of its potency the second it's loosed from your mouth even more complicated and i actually wrote a poem once called uh, um let's see here cyber balkanization the heat death of the universe the algorithm (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i like the title (laughs) but it's about how uh, um so a very traumatic news story occurred and i immediately looked at everything i had uh in my uh, in my purview to see how people were reporting on the story, and I saw that because of the ever expanding, everyone is creating content. Everyone who is holding a phone is creating content, and it's ever expanding. So it's acting like it's informationally acting like the universe, and so the bodies, the the star systems move apart from one another mm. because everyone is vomiting content from their central point and so is everyone else and so there's just this slowly ever expanding impersonal nation death. state generation i think own. the solution is what we should do is just have the state create all <gasps> of the media <laughs> and we can just listen to that well okay okay to, to respond to that though that's what i'm advocating for is a more conscious understanding of how we do that already because Again, as I was talking to an engineer today about the ways in which we indoctrinate and teach our children about the world around them are inspired by the ways in which we move through the world. And parents are just told, oh, hey, yeah, just, just, just parent and stuff. And I'm not saying there should be an official government like this is how to parent. But I think that if people were more aware of the ways in which children absorb this data and the ways in which when we sit into a classroom, we all sit in classrooms in these neat little rows and you don't talk and you just listen and the idea of this is the way you should absorb data, this is the way you should behave in a public space, this is the kind of absolute authority of the teacher you should learn to respect, isn't to itself a form of social conditioning. I'm not saying it's inherently bad. Didn't but I'm you saying go to public school? That I doesn't did. Sound you like need a Montessori public. school. I That's went to what public it sounds school. like. I went to public school. I also went to private <laughs> school. But my point is that like we don't recognize that that system unto itself is a form of social conditioning. Of course. I recognize. Who doesn't recognize that? general population is just like that's normal what do you mean uh it's the default it's not recognized as what it's actually doing it's just this thing that we do mm. so anyway those kind of discussions in in regards to the granularity of how we've produced society that we live in and how we can begin to change those and produce society that more of us want to live in is probably a good idea i still need to move to sweden or or get the fuck out of here. Yeah, take your pick. Sweden has the highest. Doesn't they have the highest like Man, uh, happiness scale or whatever? I thought it was someplace in Denmark. Denmark. There you go. Where? 
Baton. B-H-U-T-A-N. Where the fuck's that? Yeah, it's um near. Is it on the same? Uh, no, shit, I don't know where it is. One of the Norwegian places. No, no, no it's Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. Oh, <laughs> one of those island places near like Cambodia, Indonesia ish, Pacific Rim ish type stuff. I, I couldn't, I couldn't point to it. So like, life. like Norway or Sweden, but warmer. Uh, but with Asian people. <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> I, I'm always. Uh, I are Russians uh, Asian? Uh, yeah. That's an excellent question, and um, <laughs> Asiatic would be the way many folk would describe them. As we get towards like Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan, the towards Kyrgyz, the east, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. the steppes. Yep, yep, in the steppes. Um, it's a. I mean, I know Sweden sounds like it's got all of its shit together, but they do only have white people there. That so. does, yeah. There's a that, direct correlation. Well, they do now. We all need to go there and. and <laughs> oh, you you definitely <laughs> need to get there fast, John. <laughs> well, before all the white people go away, John. Oh yes, they're, they're being extinct. You know how it is. <laughs> no, no but like um, you know, if other. You're gonna go diversify. No, I'm not. They, well, I don't know. Do they, maybe they don't have a lot of gay people up there. Maybe they need more. They gay have plenty. People. I think it's where what? gay people started. Well, really? In Sweden. Is Thomas well, are are gay fun, people like yeah, the close. the rejects of the Nazi movement? Because there aren't a lot of like. Didn't there they do a lot of experiments of over secret, there? Like, the Nazis didn't they experiment in North Korea? There were there, there were lots of queers in the in the, in the camps, and there were a whole lot of well, I know queers that. in the party. So the yeah. Nazis uh, did do this thing uh, during the war. Because they were fascinated Sweden by Norwegians. Because they were right. like, it was hey, these people are like the whitest of the white. And they, they, they confiscated all of their... Um, Twins. No, all of... No. <laughs> no. That would make sense. All, gonna, of, was it. all of their <laughs> livestock. And so they had no meat, so they just ate plant-based diets and the rate of cancer. Like, Nazis basically killed, uh, cured cancer. And, that sounds <laughs> <Sweden>. all right. <laughs> Nazis cured cancer. Good oh. job. That's your that's your that's your Through poll quote for the episode there, yeah. Megan. Good job. <laughs> you lost all the previous points you have asked. <laughs> uh, We're hiding okay. the cure on the dark side of the moon. There you right. go. Sorry. What did they call? I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Speaking of this. sitting at Isn't a desk, about that moon Nazis, huh? Yes. I was just. I mean, what did they call? Did, who like, here watched The Handmaid's Tale? I've seen. I've only read the book. Almost. What did they call gay people <laughs> in that? I forget. I don't remember. Is it gender traitor or something like that? I don't remember. The enlightened. Yeah. No. I, Those who fuck without breeding. The Gilead did not like gay <laughs> What's people. This? Unless they were lesbians that could uh, procreate. Yeah, about those lesbians. Can we just talk about how explicitly misogynist as fuck that is? Because that's just what? wacky. What? The way that, like, bi chicks, totally okay. Bi dudes, I'm deeply frightened of you because you, you question my own sexuality. Hmm? Why are you talking about the handmaids, too? Just all together on a sexual. Spectrum. I mean, I think like, it was supposed to. Lesbians I mean, the, are always I think okay the... as long as just maybe you'll take the occasional dick. But yeah. dudes, oof, no, sorry, bye, dudes, gay dudes, y'all, 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 y'all just scare me. I'm no. also confused and have always been about the um, the the popular culture allure of like having sex with sisters or twins. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't I really get that either. I know it's that's a thing, a thing for some though. people, but what? I, I, that's just like the 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 shady implication for it for me is the idea that two people that are related by blood you wish to be in a sexual interaction with them. That's that's the weird part. If there was some way to that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, but they don't say like, oh, I can't wait to get these two brothers in the room. You know? Yeah, they, there's they, they, sisters. sisters. It's always, well, like, always sisters. To me, to well, me, yeah. Okay, well, so a it's because we're hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you know double your pleasure double your fun that like, is what i was gonna say actually like yes. no it's because t- 
two hot girls walking together has an allure all its own. The cheerleader yeah, but effect. Why do they have to be related? Why can't they no, just be like, there is, oh, two best friends, two there, hot best friends? Like, why can't it be that? There is literally no trope I dislike more. Ugh. I have had pay-per-view comments thrown at me since I was in the single digits. I believe so, that. Because you're a twin. I am a twin. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. And I, my I, twin if, is... Super <laughs> if there was some way to magically have, I mean, yes, if you see someone that's attractive, great. Oh, look, someone else looks exactly like them and also wants to sleep with me. I'm not, that part doesn't confuse me. Although my if, twin doesn't look anything like me. No, she doesn't. There are those gay twins that are happily in a relationship with one another that do porn together. Uh, what's, what's I'm going to put that right under wish you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's yeah. I yeah. John, it's, you should just stop while you're ahead. Just, incest just porn is a head. thing. Yeah, and I these ab- are not I American twins. Incest porn. It's not. It's one of my least favorite things. Wish you wouldn't. Bellamy twins. Look them up uh, or don't. Thank you for continuing to proselytize for the thing <laughs> that I really don't want to hear anything about. So, Megs, how was your Thank week? You. Yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> what is your hot topic week combo composite? Oh man, uh, I don't even know what happened this week. You didn't watch the Cohen testimony. Dude, Cohen? What's that? Cohen? The Cohen? The Cohen? Cohen? Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked about that at all today. That's um, going to be mine. You can't do it. <laughs> well, I'm just going to answer your question. I did listen to the Cohen testimony. Did you freak out While a I was at work. No, you know why I didn't freak out? Because that guy didn't fucking say anything that I didn't already know. Mm, yeah. But there were other... I mean, I wasn't freaking out of the stuff that he was saying. I was freaking out over the stuff that the Republican senators were Really? Saying. Was it a surprise to you? Um... Oh, never. <laughs> it wasn't a surprise, but Meadows surprise. Oh, wow. That that whole okay. that whole thing. Yeah, well, we can talk about Let's that. Let's talk about that. Um, fuck, what did I do this oh, week? Oh, Tiana just mixed some liquor together. Is it's that okay? It's Campari and... Uh, Campari yeah. and, 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 and Cava slash Prosecco slash Bubbly are literally delicious. So. What the hell happened this week? What happened on the 25th? Something happened on the 25th, or was it? That was Monday. What right? happened on Monday... I always sick on Monday. I don't know, dude. Uh, uh, well, I mean, fuck. Trump's Korea deal kind of didn't happen. Dissipated, folded, <laughs> That's what happened. exploded. Uh, uh, we found out that Jared Kushner got his security <laughs> clearance. I filled out one of those to... goddamn forms, and you know what? If you fuck that up, literally within a matter of minutes, someone teleports into your office asking you to I step off to the side and have tried a conversation to fill about one shit. Out too, it took me forever, and I was not hired because SF eighty six forms are no I, fucking joke. I answered mine truthfully. I announced Wait, every drug I ever did. You I filled announced out SF86? every threesome. I ever, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was that. It was oh, I've got it. It was to work at the sheriff's oh, office. We're, we're listening to Megan now. Yo, Latengo. Oh, what did they do? The band? No, I, that's just. It just means I've got it. Oh. Um. So uh, I. Is that what that means? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. really sad that I speak some Spanish and didn't know that. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go that's ahead. Okay. It's a, um, okay. I thought it was a dance reference. Uh, Yo, Latengo. I did too, honestly. Yo, Latengo's really into baseball, and I guess there was a. I don't know if he was. Dominican baseball player, somebody that spoke Spanish, yeah. and I saw Tango goes, Yo, all the time. And didn't catch that it was not Tango. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like a dumbass now. Yep, that's yeah. okay. We all learn things all the time. I didn't get the Immaculate Collection until I was in my twenties. This isn't uh, fake news either. It's real. Topanga. Um, so I, uh, I, I think you guys are aware that I've been in a, a pending property um, uh, dispute mm. with my ex for quite a while. Did you get to set someone on fire this week? No, 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 no. I didn't set anybody on. Well, oh. hmm. no. Theoretic. Okay, so, so I mean, this, this really picked up speed last week. 
But um, so this person who is uh, totally just sensational in every way, uh, except for like the positive ways, um, you know, says things really loudly and flails his arms and uh, says things to get a rise out of people and makes people cry on their wedding day and stuff like that. Oh, um, that person. Yeah. So I, I, I tried to talk to him about it before I, uh, well, after, right after I moved here, which was over a year ago now. And uh, he's like, you know what? I don't want to talk about the house. We own this house together. And I was like, okay. So I just left it. And then um, uh, I got some message from his sister weeks ago, and that was inflammatory, and so I didn't respond to it. And then I uh, got some message from him, I think, last week or the week before, and he says, um, hey, I hope you're doing well. I'd really like to talk to you about the house. I'm ready now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he's like, when would, it, when would a good time to be to call you? And I was like, well, you know what, I'm really busy. But uh, how about this day between... Uh, 7 p.m. and 7.15. How about that? So so he, he calls me and is very measured and polite and in control of himself, which is totally suspect because I've never known him to be that way. And uh, I said, so you're moving to wherever? And he's like, yeah. I said, did you get a teaching job up there? Because he's a professor. And he said, um, no, I, uh, I'm getting out of academia. I'm going back into the other field he was in before. And I said, oh, why is that? And he's just like, well, I just, you know, I don't like it anymore. And Which I think means he's done something bad that oh. is now making him get out. It's not a choice. I think it's probably not a choice. Um, this is all speculation on my part, of course. But anyway, so P.S. Long story long, um, he, uh, I came up with a, a number, and I got almost the number that I was like asking a buyout for. Number? Yes, yeah. So that is on its way to being settled. So that's good. Uh, so you don't need Jimmy's help anymore. No, no. So uh, so my cousin's reading over the paperwork. Uh, as we speak, but oh, that's right. Your cousin is an attorney. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I was, I was thinking uh, because because of how I know him, I just kept thinking because there was this delay between coming up with the deal and agreeing on something to because um, because this guy is usually like he will bite his own arm off and eat it before you get the ring that he had on that finger, you know, mm. like whatever he has to do to fuck you over, he will do. Um, which means things are probably really bad. So, um, anyway, so there was this delay between when we came to an agreement and when I got the paperwork. So during that time I was like, Oh, he's just coming up with a plan now. He's going to hit me with some bullshit. I'm going to get some like subpoena for something or other. Um, but that didn't happen. And so it's like, you know, you're gearing up for this very uh, contentious battle that is going to just like exhaust the fuck out of you and you're not going to be able to sleep. Um, and then and then somebody just like hands you something and they're yeah. like, just take it. Do you feel let down? I don't feel let down. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, uh, back up. 
I you do feel f- it's still sus- you're still suspect. You still feel like there's going to be no, a no. I'm not suspicious out. any longer. Oh. But I, there was this disgusting thing that happened this last week where I started thinking like, because uh, I was because I had been like before I got the paperwork uh, to go over, I was going over like emails that we had written to each other to like you know, pick out things that I might need to use if there was a dispute or whatever. And I came across a couple of emails from him, like right after I broke up with him and, uh, where he was just like really nice and just defeated. And it made me sad. And then I got really, and then I started feeling really guilty for a couple of days. Like, Oh, you've, you know, you've been a dick to this guy. And, and now he just like, he's waving the white flag and you win, but how does that feel? But, I mean, today I'm thinking, like, it feels pretty good. <laughs> do, you, do you think you'll, you'll, you'll ever get married again? Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I don't know that I see the purpose of it if you don't have children, which I don't and will not. Um, although, I will say that when I was married, the thing, <laughs> this is, gross the thing i liked most about being married was that other people treated your relationship like it was a grown-up relationship rather than <laughs> a child's like marriage privilege what right yeah i know i know exactly it's yeah, a thing. it legitimizes the relationship totally, totally. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know when you're 38 saying my boyfriend feels silly um and i don't think that people take it seriously like like if you go to work one day and you're like, oh my god, my boyfriend died. They're like, oh that sucks. But if you're like, my husband died, they're like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. You know, as if there were there were any difference. You could have had the same length of relationship. You could have lived together the same number of years, whatever. But the word is different, and so people treat it differently. Marriage is just taxes and how seriously the state chooses to treat. You know, well, it's also very expensive to break up. Yeah, like I said, it's how yeah. taxes and how seriously the state chooses to treat your management of property. Although I will tell you that 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 this breakup that I have now with the ex boyfriend is way cheaper. Yeah, that, well, I mean, it, it then when I got divorced, are, they have they have. Where I want to say they call like no fault divorce or whatever. Where there's yeah, they basically it's like fifty fifty, no fuss, no muss, a that's, flat fee. As that's what we did. To, yeah, when I got when I got yeah. divorced, uh, uh, I think things are infinitely more complicated when you have uh, uh, children. children, yeah, and you own property together. I didn't own property with my husband, so I just left with what I came in with, which is good because all the stuff he had was garbage. Ugh, he should have seen his couch. It was terrible. <laughs> so, uh, so came to a conclusion with that. So that's kind of a relief. Um, all I need to do is get the paperwork back to them, and I will get the first installment. Do you need a notary? I'm a notary. Maybe. I've got a stamp. Ooh. You are way too excited about You'd that. Because I've never, I've never actually uh, offered my notary services to Oh, you well, notice. I might take you up on yeah. it, actually. Stamp. I, I haven't actually looked at the I'll paperwork. I'll do it for a penny. <laughs> Um, okay. There has to be a fee. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a fucking nickel, <laughs> buddy. So, uh, so that's coming to an end, and um, I'm really glad about that. It's a huge relief because I had this hanging over me for a long time. So I'm glad that this is going to be done, and it it like totally severs my tie with Appalachia, which is something that I've been wanting to do, as you know. But that's cheers. why you loved Appalachia. Thanks. Ooh. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, um, there are some places that make you feel I don't have anything left. like you are um, 
like this this sense of impending doom, like you are dying. Not that someone's going to murder you, although they very well might. Um, but that like your life force is just like draining at a rapid pace. And that is Appalachia in a nutshell, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That Especially is one of West those, Virginia. I can't, I can't cast the entire Appalachia, but West Virginia, fuck yeah. Even still, when I think about living there, it it makes my stomach sick. It makes my heart sink. And that I don't know when that's going to go away. Hopefully uh-huh. it will. No. Edging is if, the opposite of <laughs> Yes. Fucking A. Very good, John. This is the like total opposite of edging. Appalachian yes. edging is the title of this episode. <laughs> it's like I have this amazing orgasm and Appalachia is just like taking it away from me. Yeah. <laughs> so, hot topic. Yeah? I, I would say West Virginian orgasm, but then people can't resist making incest jokes. West so, Appalachian Virginia. orgasm. Well, that's in Appalachian uh, edging. <laughs> Appalachian, Appalachian, whatever. Mm. That word edging. That's, that's, uh, Edgelation? Edgel, uh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> portmanteaus are allowed. Denied. Dude. So, um, so this is, this is ongoing. The, the story that I'm, uh, or the article that I'm referencing is from the 20th. So it was a couple weeks ago, but, uh, this is about the, um, the release of genetically modified mosquitoes in a lab mm. in, uh, yeah. What could ha- what possibly could go wrong? <laughs> well, it's a good question. Are they like mosquitoes to kill the bad mosquitoes? Okay, not, so not right, the ones that won't spread horrible diseases. So yeah. the summary of how this works is, is that the the stated purpose of this is to eventually just gradually eradicate malaria. Uh, specifically, they say in Africa because that's where most of the cases are, right? But, Shout out but, to, Lake, to Lake Victoria, but go ahead. Yeah. But don't you, Represent yep. Lake but, Victoria. I actually but, know someone whose first boyfriend died of malaria. Oh, God. Because of, yeah, like when, but, when she was 17, her boyfriend died of malaria. My roommate was from Jakarta. Whenever I go to Kenya, I casually carry with me a malaria test kit because it's that important. I'm just curious because... If we get rid of malaria, won't there just be something else? Isn't the like no. the goddess Mother no. Earth is going to choose something to do population control? We got rid of they, yellow fever. We are getting uh, rid of but, cholera. We are getting rid of. There's a bunch of diseases. So that we get rid of exist. AIDS. But then worm. something else is going to yeah. come up. Thinking about it in the lens of an exclusively human centric view of what it is that's killing a lot of us. Yes, you're correct. There will always be something that will kill a lot of us. But the fact of the matter is, it is inherent classist to consider that the thing that literally kills the most of folk of that regard are poor folks that can't afford access to the health care that make sure that we don't die. The South used to be a clusterfuck of yellow fever in this country until we actively eradicated it because it occurs wherever there's wet standing water and a bunch of mosquitoes and access to the outdoors. But we actively removed a lot of the environments that contained a lot of the yellow fever carrying mosquitoes. So I agree with you that like, yes, there is a certain degree of balance we're mucking about with but there's also a certain degree of there'll be plenty of other things that'll kill us off we're yeah. doing, we in this country are doing an excellent job of killing ourselves off with opulence via heart disease i mean yeah it's 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 not a terrible lens but it's not a very uh multi-purpose lens i'll, I'll put it that way that is it is i mean that is one of the concerns that is um Noted in this article, though, which mm. is on NPR, by the way, uh, mm. the NPR.org, which I know that you have issues with. Right. Um, mosquitoes serve a purpose. We get rid of the mosquitoes. I don't, this, mm. this has been a debate for decades and decades and decades. Like, this is not 
a new decision to eradicate malaria-carrying mosquitoes. Right, but and how is the... Well, the, admit, the scientific consensus is no. that the ecosystem will survive without the mosquitoes. Mm. Like, they, they really have debated back and forth in scientific circles whether or not eradicating... Uh, it's specifically one species, the Anopheles mosquito, that carries mos- uh, uh, exclusively this one species that feeds during this one period we gotta, of time. But we got to keep the ones that spread elephantitis, because that's funny when the balls well, no, no, get no. huge. <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, that like, <laughs> the, the reason, the primary debate the scientists have is the number of fish that feed on mosquito larvae that dwell in standing water. And... The issue is that the reason why it fucks up humans is when you have standing water in urban environments that have nothing the fuck to do with feeding any um, w- 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 feeding fish. So as lo- and can you take out one species and have other species adequately fill the gap to attend the fish feedings? Because let's, let's not I mean, if we're going to talk about like elaborate um, biological relationships, let's not forget that like the actual pathogen that causes malaria is this weird parasite thing that has evolved specifically to transpose itself between mammals and mosquitoes in the first place. Its life cycle takes place between two organisms. So to give you an idea of the elaborate food web stuff that we're talking about here, but I go back and forth more with the idea of like, okay, we found a somewhat safe case for this that may be okay. We're still not entirely sure. But bolstered by this, we may decide to make other alterations that are far less likely to be okay that I could have far more sweeping consequences. CRISPR, CRISPR is some dangerous, crazy pants, Frankenstein shit. Yeah, and, and I think part of the concern is that it won't be um, just, uh, you know, limited to mosquito genetics it'll be yeah but okay so so i'm going to try and summarize the how this works in the first place so um so they're modifying um they've engineered a gene drive that's a quote so um uh, let's see so normally traits are passed to half of the offspring um but with the gene drive it's they they call it quote a selfish drive so it's passed to almost all of the mosquito children they call them which Mm -hmm. i think is adorable um so uh it causes this mutation where uh it's kind of like a hermaphrodite mosquito Mm -hmm. um so the female they're born female but they're more male because they have um they have this mouth part that uh that can't bite so they can extract mm. blood, which and, means they can't breed because the female uh, needs right. And here, that's part of what I'm. Conf- I, I I don't have this completely figured out here. I'm I'm a little bit confused about that. So they can't breed. Yes. Right. Um, but but they're the ones that that you want to pass to to be passing on the genes. So what How they're talking they about exactly. So so almost all of the mosquitoes um, that are produced. Um, get this trait. So they're counting on the ones that don't get it to pass. No, it's a, it's a genetic dead end. Basically, okay, yeah, but insofar as the one, the males that do breed will be distracted and trying to breed with these females that can't oh, it's breed. Oh, it's a distraction. Yes. I didn't think about that. So if, as long as these males keep breeding with these females that can't breed, and then they're going to run out of energy, and they're going to be like, I got to go. Exactly. And, and, and if the gene is both in the males and females, the males mm-hmm. are only going to produce females that also can't breed. And the males don't bite. 
only the females bite. Right. The females bite three times to get enough blood they need to reproduce. And oh. the, uh, the... How do you know so much about mosquitoes? Because I'm from fucking East Africa. The, the mutation <laughs> also sterilizes the females. Like, their, their reproductive organs are, are uh, misformed, mm. so they can't lay eggs. Uh-huh. It's a thing. So. No, seriously, like, every single person from East Africa that hangs on Lake Victoria and or other large bodies of water has a... Every individual knows a good bit about how to not get it and or... Like, everybody knows that the Anopheles mosquito feeds during these times of day, and each one bites three times. Everybody has mosquito nets, all this kind of stuff. It's relevant information. <laughs> Very, because you don't want to, yes. because malaria is curable, but the treatment's expensive. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I literally walk around carrying mosquito, uh, carrying malaria test kits, because you first figure out, oh, you don't feel well. I'll take a prick of your blood and tell you if it's malaria or not, so you know if you have to go to the store and buy drugs, or if you're good. Let's also not forget that sickle cell literally evolved as basically resistance to malaria. Oh, I didn't know that yeah basically there is the well i'm not going to the deep science of it but yeah that's literally what sickle cell comes from and why a lot of black folks have sickle cell hmm. is because black folks come from africa where there's malaria or blah 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 yeah it's all to avoid malaria speaking of drug prices on the on this week's episode of love it or leave it they did a game where they to guess how much the drug that price of whatever drug went up it's something that's just i mean just sickening you'll be so upset i trust me i already know i had one on my meds go up this week for ridiculous ass reasons we're like it took four dollars to make this pill and how much does it sell for one thousand five hundred dollars a pill like stuff like that we're like what and this most is of the sick. money they spend is not on r&d it's actually on marketing even though they're marketing to the consumers as opposed to the doctors it makes no sense because the consumers aren't the ones making the choices in regards to which drugs are actually recommended to it, it, it don't get me started dude don't <laughs> I can go on ad nauseum about this shit. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I'm still trying to process like why you, you wouldn't want this. malaria. Yeah, malaria. Says, <laughs> no, 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 no. Why, why you wouldn't want to release these mosquitoes? I mean, I know there's some conversation about how the climate's going to be different because they're raising a. I just in, man, I Jurassic Park. That's a good short answer, John, actually. That's a very good short answer. Because, and let's, I'm going to dive deep into that. Let's not forget, you remember the actual plot point that was the reason why it was a bad idea? Mm-mm. Do you remember? I didn't see it. Okay, in Jurassic Park, they said, hey, look, we can extract the DNA of these dinosaurs, and we can make dinosaurs, and it's great. And somebody's like, well, those are imperfect DNA samples. What would you use to fill in the gaps? And they're like, oh, we use frog DNA. And we know the exact number of individuals that are present on the island, and these the individual, that's great. It's like, oh, uh, which frog did you use? Indeed, oh, that frog. Wrong, frog. So that, th- that frog genders, swap, yeah. exact, that's what? the crux. What's it? What is the crux that? is that the particular species of frog they used to fill in the miscellaneous DNA yeah. that was missing is a frog species that with insufficient population constraints, they don't, count, they, don't, they don't come into contact with the appropriate amount of pheromone uh, secreted by the opposite gender. They go, oh shit, population crisis, we need to breed, and so they switch fucking genders. Oh. Which is something that occurs is, reasonably often in Does that happen in, in uh, Jurassic Park? Parthenogenesis? So, parthenog- basically. So, well, that, that technically is producing without actually having an opposite gender. You produce with your own genes, but the, the point like of the matter starfish? is... Is starfish the ones that do that? Yes. But, or, or hydra, other things that bud or capable of binary fission or... Anyway, but my point is that in response to your question, Megan, as a result, the crisis in the first Jurassic Park is they actually have no idea how many dinosaurs are on the island. There are considerably more than they originally thought because they were capable of breeding independently. Mm-hmm. And 
as a result, eventually overtake the facility and cause the end of the first Jurassic Park movie. And that's the entire point of Michael Crichton wrote that book as a, hey, this is fun, silly dinosaurs, but also like, these are one of the many dangers of fucking with things you don't understand. And that is the same risk with CRISPR as far as right. we understand the tiniest auspice of we are eradicating this one species, but we yes. have a yes. loose knowledge, but an absolute knowledge of the various ramifications of that change to an ecosystem. Yes, I, I understand that that argument. I guess I just get hung up on like um, not not knowing whether to believe that maybe that is like a well we don't know what's going to happen like maybe that's just a way to keep things the way they are and you know I don't know if I'm yeah no, yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. I, I totally get what you're saying and that's, so, a, that's a very valid um, yeah okay. it could be just every conservatives going technology, to yeah, every new technology that has ever existed has been humans playing God uh, there have been detractors in the scientific community saying that we don't understand the butterfly effect. And of course they don't because it's never been tried before. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're constantly doing things that have never been tried before. We detonated like nukes polio. in the atmosphere to see what would happen. And thankfully it didn't kill everybody. <laughs> we also, um, intru- I mean, let's go to some place like Australia where the number of non-native species introductions is caused by literal ecological catastrophes throughout New Zealand, Australia, other, other island nations. I mean, I have three cats, but guess what? Cats are like literally eradicating bird populations on the casual because that's what cats do. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, go to Lake Victoria right NBD. now. NBD. Yeah. What Shit. Go to, go to, <laughs> oh, go to Kenya. Oh, there's not big dick energy. I was like, BD? No. <laughs> go to, not at all. Go to Kenya right now and there's two invasive species. One called daughter, which is this bright yellow crazy like cat five looking plant that it, that is basically has no natural predators and it existing in a state where it can grow infinitely because of the length of the growing season there that is destroying huge swaths of vital agricultural um, uh, economy or go to Lake Victoria where uh, water hyacinth is actively destroying the lake at like several hundred times the natural rate by virtue of again no natural predators someone took a fancy plant over there and flushed it down the toilet and now it's in the lake and it's taken over the entire fucking lake that's a relevant topic because uh, the city of Toledo just passed a law tiger that- muscles uh no, it's some kind of uh, toxic algae on Lake Erie, but they mm-hmm. they just passed a law that that gives Lake Erie the same rights as people hmm. so in order to advocate for itself in some capacity. Right. Yeah, there's another one in one of the Great Lakes about tiger mussels, but basically all these invasive species doing right. god awful and terrible things. Mm-hmm. So people are. It's not a matter of there's no basis for them to be concerned about possibly altering the ecosystem in that capacity. Right. I mean, we, we've we've done it accidentally a thousand times. We've done it. Intentionally a thousand times No actions without and, consequences Yeah I mean There's this one where they literally like What was it They imported one species To kill another species And then that species overproduced So they imported another species To kill that species And yeah. there's a couple of stories like that Throughout the colonial record It's ridiculous um, I'm just going to change the topic quickly And then we'll go to you This is not important But it's just interesting to Jesus, me Jesus fuck How many topics do you have Megan? Seven Megan is chock full of topics God. Seven and we're on Megan's two um, So so there's, there's a new theory out Um uh, about the death of Alexander the Great um, oh. and how he... Did you guys read about this? Um, so uh, there's a... Was he the one that they couldn't kill? No, you're thinking of... Um, That's Rasputin. Yes. Okay. Or Achilles. Or I'm on it. No, gonna, yeah. right. no they More killed like Achilles. After much trepidation. Uh, so Alexander the Great, um, I guess there was... the. The interesting bit about his death was that um, allegedly he didn't decompose. He didn't start decomposing for six days. 
And the new theory is that um, he wasn't actually dead and that he, because um, he wasn't like stabbed in battle or anything. He, poison coma type thing? Well, well, they, they theorize like maybe it's a poison or something because he just like, he, his, um, his health just started to deteriorate rapidly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, rapidly in quotes, like over, you know, couple weeks or whatever but um he started to like gradually lose control of his muscles and all of this stuff and the new theory is that he actually um had Guillain-Barre right and uh so you can get to the point where you're still because they used to um they used to check whether or not somebody was dead by their their test uh heartbeat instead of their breath oh really and so um, I guess with Guillain-Barre, you can get to um, such a, a depressed, like a respiratory depression where you are still breathing, but it's hard to detect hmm. unless you're looking for it. So, um, so they think that maybe he had that. And so he was alive for six days until he finally expired, but they thought he was dead. So they started the funeral preparations and all of that stuff Ugh. like so one article I read said uh, he was conscious for six days while they were doing all of this. And then another article I read said, oh, no, he, he would have been in a coma by that point. And This could be entirely apocryphal. And um, Heather, I, think, I have a feeling you might know. And actually, any of you might know because it's pretty cool, weird stuff that's adjacent to many of your interests. But to give you an idea of how the degree in which even the, our more modern medical technologies were not quite up to snuff as far as detecting whether or not someone is dead – um, Edgar Allan Poe was terrified of being buried alive throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of his life because so many, many people, people were. were. Yeah, to they where, used to like, put there bells. Was the, there the bells and yeah, shit, the bells right? In the exactly. Casket. So this is not like a, this is not a, 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 an old problem, <laughs> you know. And um, I can't speak to cases where I personally interacted with during my paramedic rideouts, but we definitely have more advanced technology for detecting whether or not someone has a pulse and/or is breathing. It's brain activity now, right? Is that yeah. the well? Measurement for for us in the field. Don't they have to call a, a neurologist in? Okay, that's a question for an ER doc or an ER nurse or an ERPA. For me personally, if I was to not that I have because I'm you know I haven't actually worked officially in a fully licensed capacity only as a student, but in the couple of cases that I was involved with where we made a call on site whether someone was dead or not, basically we hooked someone up to a cardiac monitor to, to an EKG, and if they're showing asystole, as in no electric, no heart electrical activity on their heart, i.e. no pulse, and you can detect no pulse at, at, at the carotid or at the radial, and there's obvious, uh, and the other trick, uh, the other trick, not the other trick, the other um, indicator is obviously trick. signs, incons- the official quoting is, signs inconsistent with life. Like, if you're fucking decapitated, <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and go, well, maybe we should work this guy for a 20 minutes. There's an argument about that, but go on. It has to do with the guillotine. Charming. I think I would love if we could bring back the guillotine. Why? Mm. Why? Because I want to be head okay. Trump. The guillotine was not uh, Sir, made and illegal. or possible Secret Service agents listening. That was the expression. That's what we used to do with traitors. That's no. cool, but Put still, you up. literally cannot say that about a sitting president. You know, the guillotine was not officially illegal in the entire world until like um, 
1981. So we were alive. We were alive for that. Yeah. Uh, so there's a. Speak there's for yourself. I'm only 27 years old. Okay. Oh my. All I'm saying is there's a, great deal of, there's a great deal of precedent for not being yeah. clear about when someone's alive. I know the protocols by which to assess whether that someone's alive, but that mostly has to do with modern tech. I'm actually. The older stuff, there's no. It's, it's, I can see what would be much harder to do. I'm relieved to hear you you say what your test is because I thought like, oh, the paramedics go out and they just ask you a question. If you don't answer, then you're like, oh, this no, guy is gone. That's, gone. That's, we, that's the test we use for whether or not you're able to make competent decisions enough to state whether or not you should go with us or not. If we ask you who the president is, what day it is, what time it is, you can't answer any of those not questions. Not president. And you're, and, and you're also obviously in a state of physical distress. Yes. Then that means, no, you're going with us. A times versus, O times four. I'm sorry? A times O times four. Exactly. Uh, or, or as we say, A and O four. But yeah, same thing. Oh. I'm just letting you know. I write it out. I don't say. say it. But the point is that like, yeah, it, actually this is overlap for us. You're absolutely correct. But um, yeah, uh, if someone is able to answer questions, even if they're in a state of obvious distress and they say, no, I don't want to go, then we can't kidnap people. Right. We leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Uh, so, so the condition... Mm-hmm. Uh, is called pseudothanatos, hmm. which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, that that's... You, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, it has <laughs> something to do with me having sex with people. Like, are they pseudothanatos? I'm really glad Good you were, my brain was going to go and I stopped. You I, astral project I know you. when you have sex? <laughs> What's that? You astral project when you have sex? No. That was... Wow, oh. wow John. That's are we talking about space you now? A delightful place with you that try guy. to that pretend nice. that you're dead? I'm no. so confused. Astral projection. No, usually mall, the joke was maybe. they pretend that they're dead, and I'm uh, like, well, maybe they're not, so I'm just going to go ahead. But that's kind of rapey, and so I take it back. That joke was not funny. John, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. What I want to talk about is um, how funny it is when, not even how funny. But how white people do not like being called racist. Um, <laughs> and ah, and yes, to even suggest, even when they do something that's clearly kind of racist, they flip the fuck out. I was listening when that happened, he yes. He flipped out. And I'm like, wait, she didn't even say that you were racist. She said like what you did was I racist. I would like to stricken that from the record. Oh, I want to stricken that from uh, I ain't my chairman. chairman. <laughs> I'll have oh. you know. My best friend is Elijah Cummins. I'm not racist. Some of my grandchildren, just, like, just you probably don't know, it was are biracial. Worse. I talk to Negroes on a regular basis, and I do not call them the N word. So I am bad. not a racist. It was so bad. It was. Uh, it was a weird. It was a weird exchange. And then the the woman. Uh, See, I was listening to it, so I didn't realize yeah. that he literally had a the black woman that was like Jared's. The wedding planner that somehow got elevated to like Jared the wedding planner. No, he was Jared. She was Jared Ivanka's wedding planner. That's how Trump met this woman. And now oh, she's that like, woman. Now she's like working for a HUD. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the woman that Trump, brought it up? Yeah, that get that, the that, fuck no, out. No, no, no. no that, okay, that's the okay, one who okay, brought okay. it up. Um, what's I can I can't pronounce. I don't her name, remember her name either. Nor do I care about. So anyway, her name. Meadows yeah. as has a rebuttal to Cohen saying that Trump was racist. Look, I have a Negro sitting close yeah, to me. Literally that's brought right. like this woman. <laughs> And here works for Trump, and he she doesn't think he's racist at all, basically. Uh, but she was it Sally Hemings? Hemings? Huh? Was, it, was it Sally Hemings? Was that her? I name? don't know what her name is. <laughs> what? Sally, Hemings? get the fuck out! That could. But she's like the wedding no, planner. No, I'm talking about Thomas Hutt. Jefferson's. Yes. Okay, I, 
God. I thought the you were saying I'm there's a contemporary woman. Sally called... Hemings okay. exists. All right, all right. The yeah. point I'm making is a number of right. slave mistresses. And to call I'm them not mistresses oh. is giving I them more social status than they had. Because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was talking about during the the... Yeah. the the hearing when Meadows yeah. brought that woman out. And, and, and I'm saying that the idea that the, I, because you have a Negro close to you yeah. makes you less racist entirely does not recognize the history of the fact that there are plenty of dudes that will happily rape a woman mm-hmm. that is of whatever race they allegedly hate and still happily be racist. So this, I happen to consort with people that are of this race I allegedly hate, does not mean fuck all in regards mm-hmm. to whether or not you're racist I always try to make sure you're in all of my photos that I post on Facebook. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Which is funny because... Which makes you guaranteedly not racist, <laughs> Megan. Good job. Because how... That was the implied joke. But for I how, had to state it out loud. It was important. It's always better to say. But a joke for a year, I mean, we all know the. It's a joke now when to say somebody can't be racist. Their best friend is black. Like yeah. that's a joke. So why did Meadows even think that? Because he's old and doesn't follow social media and doesn't understand how horribly offensive it is to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of sad when she apologized <laughs> to him, though. No, 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 she, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that, and I was like, hold she has on to, a I mean, minute, I mean, I, mean I guess it's pre- pragmatic up. on her part, because this is a colleague that she has to I work still, with. She does I, know I her environment. For her, that, she's, don't forget, this is also the same woman who was... Called Trump a motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. So, I still stand for Asita Tlaib hard fucking That's core. her that, yeah. I, I still stand for her up, down, and sideways. And in fact, like, the gang of three... Um, Ayanna Presley, her, and fucking AOC are like. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I'm sorry, AOC Gang of Four. Gang really... of Four, because let's not forget I- I- Ilan Omar. So, yeah, I am all about AOC all four of them. really like, good at She's really good at that's, these hearings. That works better, too, because there's actually a band called Gang of Four. There you go, so. thanks. The Gang of Four. Anyway, right, the point about like yeah, she, she was on fucking fire doing like that a, shit. She's so good at the hearings because she's so. Like, even if it's a hostile witness that she's. In, that she's asking questions to mm-hmm. she does it in such a warm compassionate way that i mean but it's not fluffy the best no. the best she take just gets I, right I read to on the it, point well that's the thing the best take i saw on it was for a lot of the other politicians up there uh, both r and d shush john um was that mm-hmm. <laughs> i wasn't saying anything i said d and i was, in, and I oh. was anticipating a comment anyway the, the the fact is that the both of them don't understand um what AOC not necessarily was taught, but just implicitly understands. And that is that they're up there looking for news clips Mm -hmm. to reach their constituency to show on cable news. Whereas she understands to speak to her constituents, all she's got to do is start up an IG Live. All she's got to do is hop on Twitter. All she's got to do is access any of the other forms of media she would do to generate the kind of hype that they, as unknown, like, don't actually reach out to people, don't actually go out and do that kind of work. They may, you know, shake some hands and kiss some babies, but as far as accessing the most number of constituents as possible in a single moment, she understands the other ways mm-hmm. social media allows her to do that and leverage those uh, uh, um, um, media platforms accordingly. She understands so it's never shaking babies and kissing hands. Exactly. <laughs> but she also understands that as such, when she's standing there in the fucking, or sitting there, sitting there talking to a mic, interviewing some witness, she just gets to the fucking point and doesn't mm-hmm. have to do all the grandstanding yeah. that every single fucking one of those other other folks, both R&D, had to do. And again, this is not my take. This is someone else I saw on Twitter who I thought was extraordinarily astute in spotting that difference. And she also pointed out the fact that, you know, she can actually do the research because she doesn't have to spend her days calling donors. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's, that's a... 
this is one of the reasons why I really want her to hurry. I mean, I want her to get the appropriate level of political experience. And as um, and, and as, as, as Nezu had said right. offline, the, um, <laughs> the idea of um, basically that see a lot of train of thought. As Nezu had said offline, that the idea of people being able to talk to the yeah, I lost my train of thought entirely. Sorry. Brain gone, distracted. <laughs> Yolo tango. Exactly. Yolo, Yolo tango. tango. Uh, I've got nothing else to say. Do you want to wrap it up? We're at an hour and 30 minutes. John's yeah. super excited about timekeeping these days. I'm trying. I want our listeners to listen yeah. to the whole show and it not would the be, first It would be hour. nice. I, I, everybody that I talk to that listens to the show is like, well, I it's don't so usually long. get to the end. You know what? I don't either. I'm not even here. <laughs> Right now. <laughs> Enjoy the song Dynamite by Anya Marina, and we'll be back next week. Do we need to do handles and stuff? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, John can be reached at John Lee Hart. That's J O N H A R T L E E on. Wait, that's not the right order. <laughs> Are you dyslexic? <laughs> Apparently. Anyway, I got across the spellings, which is the important part because the John is weird, the Lee is weird, and the Hart is weird. But the point of the matter is you understand that they're weird, so you're going to get them. And the same thing on the Instagrams. I can be reached at O underscore T underscore N underscore O on the Twitters. Uh, Megan can be reached at Meg the Merciless on the Instagrams. Provides you to figure out how to check it properly. That's Twitter. That's Twitter. That's the Instagram? Yeah. Shit. I'm on a roll today. That's so, cool, yeah. That's how you You're can reach. You're doing great. The- don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Aww. You're doing great. It's Aww. okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, Meg the Merciless at Twitter. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. At uh, whatever hashtag <laughs> I, I'm glad to see you're learning to speak fluent in Twitter that's good yeah um, and uh, Nezu I don't recall what it was you do oh Jeffrey Crayon at Nezu Draws on Twitter yes and then yeah, Jeffrey Crayon on Instagram Jeffrey the weird English spelling for the Megans uh, we can be reached at letters at secretlytimid.com um, <gasps> also we should uh, plug the Porpoise Crispy podcast which uh, comes out weekly usually only if you guys only the Porpoise Crispy podcast plug secretly timid. We do absolutely. We do awesome. every fucking week. I love you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, and we're on uh, we're on iTunes and some other shit now too. So that's uh, that's good because that took a lot of effort. So anyway, metal by. Really? Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I guess. You sure? I think so. I think so.
Thank you.